on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald. Matewa, O'Driscoll, Corgan, extra man is Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald is coming back inside! Leicester have another! Darcy, O'Driscoll through the legs. Rob Carney out to Fitzgerald again. Step and score. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined on this bumper weekend of rugby by my co-host Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. William, good to be here. Um, as always, looking forward to the weekend. Excited about it. You? Massively excited about it. I have, mm. I have a few bones to pick. A few bones to pick with the weekend as a whole. We'll get to that when our guest Keen Tracy of the Irish Independent comes in here momentarily. Mm-hmm. But first, I've. Uh, Something came across my attention today. I'd like to, I'd like to run it by you. Is that okay? Run it by me, Will. And run away. For the listeners, I just finished a massive booge and burrito bowl, so I might be belching a bit like Luke Fitzgerald does sometimes when he but comes I just, in. Yeah, but see, I've done my, my usual rice cake thing, so yeah. we could be belching together. So you're in well, good I, company. I feel like fine. I have more excuse to belch from eating a burrito bowl than you do. Like, I don't know how much gas can be produced from those rice cakes. You'd be surprised, Will. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be at this stage. <laughs> just ask my girlfriend. <laughs> Disgusting. Edit it out. Edit that out. It was a bad joke. So, I'm not sure how where you are of the fact that we have like a doppelganger podcast operating in the UK. Do we? Like it's like an identical podcast to what we do here. But can they do what we do? Well, it? see, this is the funny <laughs> thing. It was only when someone pointed out to me today that I realised that I felt a bit like when Millhouse goes to Shelbyville and sees his like doppelganger. <laughs> so the BBC have are a you po- calling them the BBC Five? Well, uh, hear me out. The BBC Five live crew. There's a fellow called Chris Jones, a BBC journalist. He has a podcast with Hugo Manier, a former 2009 Lion, and they like to do like a very similar good bloke. setup. Yeah. Good, good, But they fab. have a few bit of banter at the start, a few minutes, and they bring on a guest, some good ne- get, guests they get, like similar to ourselves. I just feel like it's just Hugo would have good draw. He's good. He's good fun. Hugo. He's good well, crack. I actually, I roomed him a few times. Uh, was it once or twice on the Lions tour? He was great crack. Good fella. Well, this brings me to the story that I'm about to tell because Hugo Manier told a story about you and one of you. They were talking about. You know, they actually had Jamie Heaston on their podcast yesterday or something. I think oh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. So they got his post-retirement thing before we did. Yeah, a little bit disappointed, but sure, look, we, we <laughs> get on. We had, we had sex, though. We, had yeah, the, we got the big fish it. last we'll week. That. Yeah, we'll take that. So he was, they were talking about roommates, and then he, Andy Powell was mentioned, and Hugo was talking about it. And wow. he told this story on your behalf, so I just want to read out his quotes, and you can tell me how valid this story actually Go. is. Fire away. So Luke Fitzgerald is about to make his chess debut for the Lions. Obviously a huge, huge game for him. I'd been dropped and he'd been selected in the team ahead of me. No, it was he had had a he'd had a, a tough first test. Ugs. Well, that is uh, true. He, he, he these are his words, not mine. Yeah, no, he had a tough first test, but he hadn't been dropped yet. He had um, we had a midweek match. Um, it was like a what is it, South Africa kind of A or like maybe something, something, yeah, something along those lines. And we I think we were playing them in a midweek game. 
and there that's the only bit but, but yeah sorry. so sorry I Liber- think I know the story you're about but, yeah. to make your test debut at Lions a huge game for you he, he'd been dropped you've been selected Powley went out the night before rocks up to the room <laughs> at 4am he walks in with a massive bag of chips and a pizza he turns on the light and Luke's like mate turn off the lights I've got to play tomorrow morning he launches a pizza is that your impression of me yeah. you, mate mate <laughs> mate I have a huge game tomorrow morning I'm, I'm the boy wonder 21 years old starting with the lines he launches a pizza apparently it hit the fan and just like went all over the room that's no that's uh, look I actually I, I do, was there a pizza and chip it was a 4 o'clock in the morning I'll tell you will I tell the story or do you want to hear Hugo's version is there more to Hugo's no, version no that's the that's end that's it the- yeah, and he was, I have to say, and it's, it's so weird who you stay in, t- in touch with, but I actually, funnily enough, I stayed in touch with Paulie a bit after. <laughs> He's actually such a nice bloke, like mm. wild, like great fun. He was actually the life and soul of the party on, on the tour. He was a big part of the tour, even though he didn't play any of the tests. And you always have a few guys like that who are just, they might not be like maybe starting every single game, but they're actually just so integral to the tour. And he definitely was that. He was so much fun. Um... But yeah, so I had this big match, kind of, I think it was maybe two nights away. Two, it was two nights previous to the, to the test, or the, the night before. Yeah, it was two nights before the test, right? And anyway, I... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I get the wake up, kind of, whatever, four in the morning. Apparently, you knew he was kind of out of the running. Uh, it was after the first test, and uh, yeah, the so lights go on. I'm like, fuck it, will you come on, just turn off the lights, will you come I'm trying to get a bit of kip here. It's kind of a big match, kind of a big training session the day before to get ready for, blah, blah, blah. Grant, didn't go into that long of a spiel. I was like, just turn off the lights. And then lights go off. Grant, go back to sleep. No big issue. In the morning, I wake up and I look up at the ceiling and there's a pizza on the ceiling. Stuck to the, like yeah. a novelty, like stuck there's to a the pizza. There's a pizza on the ceiling, right? Unbelievable. And then uh, I turn over and this is the, the period when all the Welsh guys, well, not all, but a lot of the Ospreys guys had been doing the fake tan stuff. And uh, so they were like, he was fucking, like, they were orange. Like, they were orange. Excuse my cursing, but like, he was orange. Oompa loompa ass. He was, right? This guy is huge. He's like 125 kilos. Like, unbelievable athlete. Like, ripped up. And uh, I turn over and there's this bare arse, big orange arse. <laughs> He's like bollock naked on the bed, right? And um, I turn over like, oh, Jesus. It's like, so I look at, first thing I see the pizza, then I see the big arse. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, okay, just go to the, go to the toilet, brush my teeth. <laughs> Step out of the bed and crunch down on like all these crisps that were on the ground. I don't know what you mean, but they literally the crisps led from the toilet all the way, like from the side of my bed. This is actually worse than the original story. Yeah, oh man, honestly, it was, in fairness, it was like he's one of those guys you just couldn't be mad at. But I just said, I was like, look, Paley, I hope you don't mind. I said, look, I'm going to ask if I can move because, you know, we're on different, like it's the night before, I need to play well tomorrow, I need to get a good kip. Hope you don't mind. No big deal, got it sorted out, move room. Uh, he he didn't care. He was one of those well, free spirits. I think so. Hugo Mania also mentioned that he went out thirteen at the last fourteen nights allegedly on the line. Story I thought he... it was fifteen and sixteen, <laughs> but was, yeah, yeah, like it's pretty good. A pretty good record either way. Um, look, he was like I said, great roomy, great bloke, but we were on different schedules. He was on the wind down from a long season. Uh, knew he wasn't going to get picked, and uh, I was on a very in a very different place. So that is unbelievable. Had to change roomies. Did you say the word mate? Is that a that's a direct quote? Um, that's probably more Londony kind of. I would say that's Ugo, that's Hugo in, in doing his probably his his impression of me. But um, yeah, the, the the bones of the story are, are right. Yeah, it was good fun. Like he was a great roomie. I've got to say he was a lot of fun, but just the wrong time. I think we need to start a rivalry. With this podcast, a rivalry, with a friendly one, yeah, friendly, friendly, yeah, friendly, yeah, yeah, friendly yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, well, I listen, Will. I didn't know. I listen. I'm right in behind you. If you want to go to war, we we'll go to war. But okay. um, 
I have to say, Ugo is fairly silver-tongued. Have you seen him on TV? I have. He is very good, isn't he? He's fairly well, polished. Ostensibly, you're meant to be a very polished TV broadcaster as well. So. I don't think I'm as polished as Ugo, but I try. I think he... Do you know what? I think he's he's one of those guys who fit... Like, have you seen, seen Ugo? He's on TV. You're, you're, you're yeah, on TV all the time as well. Yeah, here and there. Here and there. Not the you same as You have the BT versus Sky element to it. You know, there's a lot of different ways we can uh, attack you, this war. When you put it like that, maybe I should be going to war with him. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, look, it was two, he's, he's two a good journalists fella. doing we, we should, podcasts with O Nine Lines who both played in the wing. It's eerie. We're in different markets, though. We're in we different are. markets, and I think off the back of that, we should be trying to. Like, I wonder. Sorry, probably this is probably a conversation for off air. Yeah, we'll we'll while we're, we'll we're here, while we're here, while the mics are on. I don't know. I think we probably should be, you know, trying to get them on. We should go on there when we should have a bit of a, you know, do a bit of a crossover, be a bit of fun. I was so, actually thinking that as well. Like, this you know, isn't like an invitation, by the way, if any anyone who's. Uh, BBC Five Live podcast <laughs> listener, but we should maybe go through the back channels for that. One. Be a bit yeah. fun. Exactly. Ugo's great fun. He's actually really and he's actually very insightful. Really good in the game. A lot of fun as well. So we should try and get some of those guys on. And the, the most important thing of any potential crossover would be the increased exposure I would get from you know getting yeah, into the bigger market. BBC Five Live is a huge listenership. But, look, but listen, Will, you're you talked about TV. What about yourself? You're now Air Sports. Are you are you the man? Are you the go-to guy for the schools rugby? Seem uh, to be. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, look, dude, you know, he's all hey, coy now, hey, folks. You know, he's very you know, coy. He's hey, used to slagging hey. me. But listen, how do you how do you find your newfound celebrity status, Will? Are you enjoying it? Well, like... My mum saw you at the game. She was like, there's Will Slattery. Well, yeah, but oh you didn't know God, who I was, Oh, my there's Will Slattery. Uh, yeah, just for the <laughs> listeners, I did meet Luke's mother at the game, who worked who was like, kind of a nurse with the BlackRock team. And she did come up to me, but uh, she didn't know who I was. But she knew... Oh, she knew your voice well. You've got like it's like a, like an Eddie Butler kind of voice. It's that that you know people warm to it. They're like, oh, I associate. Like, it's like Eddie Butler. People are like they hear the voice like, oh, it's Six Nations time. That's what he and looks you could like. Be like yeah. But you could be like, Jesus, that yeah. I know that voice. Is I don't it, know is it school's exactly rugby time? I just think is it school's rugby time? School's rugby time. Well, yeah, that I don't know. A fake laugh I've ever heard. Yeah, you're comfortable with your newfound celebrity status. You've slagged me about this for ages. I, the shoe on the other foot feels so good. Well, you know. I, I don't I don't really know what to say because I don't have a celebrity status, you know. But well, this crossover working towards that exactly. If this crossover comes to pass, so I, I think we need to start a social media war with these two. Like I, I <laughs> so now it's war. What about yeah. this friendly? <laughs> well, no, I, that was you were saying. Ah, uh, like, you're escalating. Fine. Springfield Shelbyville. Uh, well, who's Shelbyville? We are Springfield. <laughs> Definitely Springfield. <laughs> we are 100. percent Fine, fine. Because, this like, is back ourselves. You know, they're, they're a big BBC Five Live. You know, I feel like we're more. You know, we're more of a. You know. The People's Podcast. Yeah. Are we? Yeah, I think so. We like to try and be. I think, in fairness, like we do, every like everywhere I go, people actually seem to say, oh, I'm liking the podcast. It's, and it doesn't matter where I am. I could be in a ga crowd, a soccer crowd. Um, that's the difference between our celebrity status. I, no one's ever said that to me. Oh, Who well, hasn't known me well, already? I feel for you now. Because on nights out, honestly, I've been on, like, whenever I'm on a night out, people are like, oh, I really enjoy the podcast. But I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's well, like, and it's always like, when you get more gal lads on, when you that's get That's more... an invitation to the listeners. If you ever see, you know, no one knows what I look like, <laughs> but if you ever see me, feel free to come up and start showering me with praise. I, I, I'm okay with that. In fairness, I've, I've only had a few people say, like, oh, would you get more Munster lads? Would you get more Conic oh, lads? Yeah. You get, and like, that is hard because you want yeah. it's always have people in the studio. Plus, yeah. all most of my contacts are in That is Lenster, fair. Really. Like, that's what I tell people. Like, it actually is more of a practicality issue. It's not that we don't want to talk up to about certain teams it would be nice to get more we'll, 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 I think we, we, sh- we need what? to get a bit, a bit more of a flavour a bit more of a countrywide flavour to it well we will be talking about those teams in our Champions Cup preview and I'm delighted to be joined by Irish Independent Rugby correspondent Keen Tracy in studio for that Keen, thanks for coming in cheers Will 
or you're trying to get Rory O'Connor as well, your your illustrious colleague. But I don't know if he's too big for us now that he's on off the ball every single moment <laughs> of the day. Like last few times I've tried. Rory, him. you traitor! No traitor. Love Rory O'Connor, esteemed journalist. But all I'm saying is, last few times we tried, I'm like esteemed journalist. You're such a kiss ass, Will. God. You want to be nice in the front then, and then you know you're like going get around him, the back. Okay, get him with the body shot. I'm the stop you seconds then, is it? <laughs> no, no. You were coming in anyway. No. We had you. We knew we had you. We've had. Yeah. You're gonna give it up. We've had him on more than any other guest. Gotta so. make us, yeah. Well, in fairness, we always get on. We've good chat, I think. Yeah, always no pressure. Be... So no, no. Pressure. Well, on this bumper weekend, Keen, you know, I was saying to Luke earlier that I had a bone to pick with this weekend as a whole. It's just that it's actually such so many good games, but with the close proximity to the finale, the Six Nations, it just feels so rushed into it. It's like we're mm. microwaving the hype and the build of just so we can get to, to Leinster Saracens, which on its own is probably the biggest European clash you could have between any two teams. You have the back-to-back champions versus the informed team. But I don't know about you, but I just feel like it's just we're kind of like forcing it on ourselves mm. this weekend when we another week of build up would have been ideal. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think everyone is scrambling around, you know, trying to catch up on what's been going on in the club game for the last weeks because we've been so obsessed with the Six Nations and obviously Ireland winning the Grand Slam. But yeah, no, it does. Um, I think come closer to the weekend, it will take on a life of its own, and this will this will feel a little bit different. But yeah, the week is definitely. Um, dragging on a bit you know even you're chatting to the players this week and they're trying to come down off a high you know I was in Galway today chatting to Bundy Aki and he's only come in for the last two days obviously he had last week off so like even the players themselves are probably trying to switch back in but when you when you realize what's at stake I think as I said I think come the weekend it will take on a life of its own and it will properly kick off yeah look we, we I think I've said this to you already but obviously when you guys won the Grand Slam in 09 it was a three week build up so you were way able, better Will yeah you were mm. able to you even played Munster I think in the or, yeah I think you played Munster in the interim down in Tomlin Park we could well have no I think it was a bad uh, defeat I, think I, might, I, used, I, I might have been injured yeah. actually uh, I think I hurt my shoulder in that last game so I actually needed the three weeks and actually you kind of think that after like Six Nations is fairly brutal. Like it's you know it's a long competition and it's fairly you know tightly mm-hmm. packed, especially the last two games together. And usually the last weekend is frantic. So like you get loads of injuries at the end. Just of see, it. even now so many guys that are. Would you know, like to say like like for example, if we had another week, we would probably have like Sean O'Brien would would definitely be playing. You'd probably have Reece Ruddock would definitely you know be in the mix as well. Like just another week, you kind of like now. Those two are and probably. They'd have Owen Farrell. You know, they'd have Owen Farrell. Yeah. Definitely, they would Munster have. would have extra guys back. Yeah, there'd be a yeah, guy like Conway Zeebo. and Zebo are 50-50 now. Yeah. They'd so probably be eighty. Yeah. Kind of seen a bit of that. Mm. Now look, you can't always allow for that. You can't plan for people being injured. But at the same time, you're saying that is fairly combative. Like international rugby is fairly, you know, it's fairly brutal at the moment. Um, and I think uh, another week probably would have would have been a better idea. I'm actually surprised myself when I looked at lots of the guys being going away. I'm surprised they did that. I was I'm, actually going to. I, I just think, yeah, later, maybe it's da- maybe it's then, yeah. But look, I think for me, I was kind of saying, would you not give the lads the week off after? But I actually haven't seen the fixture list, so maybe I'm being a bit. But this, for me, this is the big one. Like you know, if you had a big, you know, champion or pro pro fourteen game after, um, you'd probably be saying, oh well, look, I think you could sacrifice that one as opposed to to the Champions Cup, depending on where you're sitting in the league and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm 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 shooting from the hip here a little bit, but. My view would be like, oh, would you not have taken like three or four days, done a half week last week, and then do a full week this week, get back in, integrate yourself in, you know, get used to all the calls again, get used to different personnel, different coaching, whatever it may be. Because your season is kind of make or it's I hate to say this, but it is kind of a make or well, break this weekend I, for a lot of for Monster. Monster maybe in Toulon, like Toulon at the weekend, they had their full team together. 
they absolutely hockey came on 49 nil. and you're looking at Munster they have a rookie head coach who isn't experienced with knockout rugby and then you have two guys now I don't want to slay Conor Murray and Peter Armani for taking a couple of days off I don't know sorry hang on they wouldn't have made that decision with that come, that, that's not their decision. No, but to fly to Dubai and be in... Like, but that's a perfect place to go because it's it's there's only one hour in the difference in time. So there's no time difference. You get good sun. It's great for recovery. You get to swim in the, like a bit of the sea. That is... that is if, if you're going somewhere, that's a good place to go. It's very relaxing. The food's good. You can't really go out and party too hard out there. Um, that's a good place to go. And they all have like, families and girlfriends. It wasn't a wild one. Like, let's be honest. Well, just no, I'm, to not, I'm, there. Not, I'm not saying they're, they're out in the piss or anything. Remember, that's, I, I not their, that's not their decision, though. It's, it's, it's not. It's obviously David Nusifor is in the IRFU who are controlled yeah, in a lot of this. Exactly. But it was interesting. I was chatting to... Um, but only some of them went abroad, though. A lot of the guys who were involved in the Grand Slam would have had a bit of an or in Ireland where, like, you know, there's not as much travel involved, yeah, you know? maybe, yeah. That, I, you're, I, you're looking, I, I'm not hammering a lad for taking a break after winning a Grand Slam, I, but what I would say is I just found I think it you're a, bang out of order, a little unusual. I thought it was a little unusual Sorry. for two of the key men in the team to kind of remove themselves out completely mm. from the team bubble. Because, like, I, I don't know if, how often Johnny Saxon was in Lancer last week, but he, he was in there a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like, would you, would it, would you have ever would you have seen Johnny Sexton going off to Dubai, uh, like a week, ten days before, less than ten days before they're playing the biggest game of the season? But Rob Kearney was there as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Rob's very professional guy as well. But I those guys are all very professional. There probably there probably needs to be a little bit more clarity. I don't know from the powers of be because I thought it was very interesting today. Chat to Kieran Marmion who obviously didn't have a huge amount of minutes in the Six Nations, but was still heavily involved. He didn't go away last week because he thought he was playing for Connacht. Then he wasn't playing. Yeah, you know, so th- there's clearly not a huge amount of clarity there because he said he would have liked to have gone away, taken a break, but he wasn't, and he didn't even end up playing because apparently he had too many minutes. Which, when you look at it, like, did he really have that many minutes? That's in? bad, and it's not how the lines of communication. Yeah, like, you need like, to clarify that for guys. Yeah, because uh, yeah. you like look. The, the 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 thing is, you do like it's peaks and troughs during the season. Like you do want to be making mm. sure you're peaking for this one. Which is kind of like like there's two schools of thought. It's like do you go uh, do you go rest up? Do you have you know eat well? Do you go and like rest up? Get a bit of sun on the bones? Do you go in have a few swims in the sea? Like enjoy yourself? Have good a few good kips? You know and relax completely unwind and then you come back up for the week that's in it. Personal opinion, you might be cutting it a bit fine. Um, but then some people like to do that, and that, like you and look that's at the point. That's all the point I was making. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, no, I'm no, not no. trying to hammer it. Sorry, sorry. I, I actually was just a bit like, oh, I, I want to make sure we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, because I think, like, in fairness, very well deserved break. Whoever whoever decided to take it, all those guys had loads of minutes. Um, but like I said, I actually sorry. I can at the same time, I'm kind of like, yeah, like I wonder is like I look at. I think Keen Healy was around. I think you know lots of people who played lots of minutes were around. Uh, Ireland, you know, I think Sean Cronin was around. You know, lots of guys were around. So. There's two different ways of thinking. Some people maybe wanted to, Johnny Sexton was around. He he obviously wanted to, you know, make sure that he was able to integrate quickly back in. Albeit his job was fairly different, as he's the major, the main link. You know, himself and the nine are the main links for backs and forwards. Very essential to the team. But look, horse of course, it's different different strokes. You know, absolutely. And I think the the guys who did go are very experienced. Like they are. They, in they, fairness, they, to be they've fair. been around yeah, the block. Yeah, I think yeah. they probably know what they're doing. Like there's no mm. way Conor Murray and Peter Mahoney are underestimating what's coming this weekend. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, no danger of that. Yeah, yeah. and I, like I said, it's probably the decision would have been made from up on high. Yeah, like no grey. Like there's just not. That's not even up for debate. I think you have to go to Dubai. Well, no, <laughs> like as in you go wherever no, you want. You've already been packed. Go, go wherever you want, but it's always. It's, it, 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 do you know what? I, I don't know if you've ever been out there, but it's actually like there isn't. Like you're not on your feet all day, or you're not. <laughs> it's, doing, not the, it's not the location I, I'm taking issue with. It's just that I thought 
ahead of such a big game where they're already down so many key men on the team the two of their most important leaders would want to have been around the setup a little bit more not training but just mm. offering advice, getting reintegrated, because they haven't been really around the setup that much. Yeah, maybe. That's yeah, all I don't I'm know. saying. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's, it's um, it is an interesting one. Like, I, look, I, like I said, I think some people will say, look, I need, I was like ten weeks of absolute, like I was, I was wound up like a spring, you know. And then they had this all the pressure of the last weekend. They end up winning. There's celebrations after. Everyone just wanted, like, the country was going mad for it. Get out of Dodge is, I can see the thinking there as well. You know what I mean? You get back, you get back in on Sunday morning. You know, you get your head back home, you get back, you know, integrated and get organized for the week and you're back in fresh as a daisy, you know. So I think like that's the other. And as well, like all those guys would have been working out, like all the hotels and that would, would have a gym. So like they're going to be, like you said, fresh. It's just whether you can inter it probably takes you an extra day then to get back integrated and get back thinking I'm a Munster guy, I'm a Leinster guy, uh, I'm a Connacht guy, you know. So it's, yeah, interesting to... um Interesting. Like, there's a few, obviously, a few different schools of thought on it. You know, it is interesting. A good conversation, though, I always think. We'll, we'll maybe move back to the rugby uh, side of stuff now, Keen. Uh, Leinster had an injury update released today. Like, I think Sean O'Brien and Reese Ruddock are back available, but I don't know if that's in the kind of the the broader sense that they are kind of fit to play, but maybe not considered this weekend. Uh, there's some interesting team selection issues for Leo Cullen ahead of such a big game. Yeah, I presume like the the biggest one is probably going to be in that back row because obviously Jack Conan picked up a knock last week and if he doesn't make it, I think then your hand is forced slightly. I mean, does Shawnee come in and play probably play number eight even without that game time? I think you have to play him. I mean, mm. it's too big of like you said, this is a season. There's nothing else for like this, there's, this there's, is a season. There's a tour down to Australia, but you're that's, but Joe Schmidt knows what he's pro fourteen. Yeah, there is, but <laughs> I think it's not like, the same. It's not the same. Not the same. No, like this is make or break for them. Yeah. I know, like they've like talking to the guys themselves, Keen. I mean, you'll know from talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, they think this is make or break for them. But come Sunday, some, come Sunday evening, like the whole sort of like overall view of Irish rugby could look so differently because three teams could be out of Europe, you know. And yeah. Like mm. what we could say we like about the Pro 14, but Europe is what it's at. Like I mean, yeah. that's what all the players want. But it'll be it, it'd be interesting to go from you know, and like we talk about when the quick mm. leading you could go from two weeks ago winning the Grand Slam and potentially no Irish teams. I don't think it will happen, but you know, it it could be like that. Yeah, because they're bloody tough games. Like I think the two the two teams got like they probably got two of the toughest yeah. out of the bottom half of the draw. Like didn't mm. they? Yeah. Like it, there's no no doubt about that. Super in my mind. super quarter final lineup though, isn't it? Ah, look, it makes All for a great. And, and the great Crackers. thing is, like I think Saracens look to come back into a bit of form. Um, you know, I hope they have a full complement. I think Lent, I think like was this interesting talking to Johnny about it. He was kind of saying we wanted them. Like we want them. Mm. Like we want to play the toughest. He, we want to play the he best. He said team. that last year, like yeah. when they lost, you know, to Claremont. Like he almost seemed annoyed more than anything that they didn't get, didn't get to test themselves. They, the they, yeah. they, they think they're better than them. Like you know. Yeah. And I actually think they were probably more suited. Like they're the, they're the. As I was saying a lot of last year, I, I kind of thought Leinster were the best suited. Yeah. To playing against Saracens, they could compete with them the best, and I actually think that's probably down to the pack. Mm. Um, which, in fairness to Leinster, like once the back row is obviously you know with Conan is possibly. You know, is he, he's 50-50 apparently. Uh, Shawnee, like, is he back? Is he not? Is he going to be picked? You know, Reese Rudolph. Like, if they get the full complement back, all of a sudden Leinster look like a serious proposition. Like, like they're, they're a nightmare. Like, that pack's a nightmare. It's mm. a nightmare. And obviously the back three will, will, will come to that. But, like, think of Leinster's front row. I, I was talking about this with someone today. Like, on your bench, you've got Jack McGrath, you've got Porter, and you've got James Tracy. Mm. Like, they're all internationals. Like, they're all... Un they're brilliant rugby players, those guys. So, like... I think Leinster are a serious handful for any team that come up against, especially in the pack. You saw what they did to Exeter. As soon as the game got a bit, exp you know, got out of their control, they just squeezed them. Same against Glasgow away. Mm, you know, Glasgow scored try, nah, let's squeeze them. And just before halftime, squeeze. Like, that pack 
and you know Johnny Sexton leading Luke McGrath uh, you know as well as, as, I just have so much time for Luke McGrath as a player I think he's absolutely Rolls Royce so um, you'd expect him to play pretty much the full 80 even though he's back from injury now and Nick McCarthy probably going to be on the bench yeah although I did hear I don't know if I don't know where I read this but did Nick McCarthy pick up a knock somewhere I don't know if did you hear any of that no well then look That's then true. I'd say it probably looks like with the back three issues it'll be Nick then probably a nine uh, who is actually a lovely player uh, hasn't got many many chances because I think Jameson Gibson Park's been actually excellent for Leinster. It's really unlucky if he misses out, isn't he? Oh, yeah. it's He's like, done but like one of the guys. Like, I mean, James yeah. Lowe, I think, is probably your ace in the hole. I think mm-hmm. at, the, at this point in time, he looks like he's really hard to bring down. They use him a lot off phase to get go for. Like they, they're they're that liking guy, him a lot, and that, he's a bit of a yeah. he's a real threat, and he brings something a bit different. Well, this to the is team. the game you 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 bought players like him and Scott Friday for. Well, you could argue the same thing for James and Gibson Park. You know, I think he's if you look at him, uh, I know they have Luke McGrath there to start, which is you know I think is is right. I think Luke is is playing really really good rugby this year when he hasn't when he's been fit. Um, and he's a great, great tackler as well. Like he's a big part of the team. He's a good engine. When his kicking is good, I think he, you know, he, he's actually quite close to Murray. That's how highly I rate him. Um, but like in that case, like Scott Farry is one of our standouts. And like, yeah, James, James Lowe's got to play then, hasn't he? Like, yeah, I mean, is, like, that, is it my? No, I, I think no, so. Yeah, I think he, he's mm. infectious. I mean, you can see the guys around him are just feeding mm. off. He's a bundle of energy. Yeah, he's like he's really hit the ground running. Um, I know he had a few defensive issues at the start, but I think he he's improved in that in the last few few games. But um, yeah, I think Scott Fardy is just one of the first names ah, of the team. She's just un- class, no question. Class. Like, but I, I wonder. And a friend of the left wing. Very yeah, <laughs> yeah. very good friend. Good. He's actually very good game. Yeah. Yeah, he's but I, I just think d- he's handling and stuff. Do you think um James Ryan will come back in and start definitely I think because so, yeah. Leinster have been favouring Dev Toner like you know in the, yeah, this was Dev is like you know lineouts and oh, like Dev like it's hard. To quantify like Dev he's for me is, he's been playing brilliant <laughs> as well like I don't like it's such a hard one to call well Ryan's won every single game he's played in professional rugby you don't want to mess up that kind of mojo yeah, I think it's right Ryan and Fardy yeah same I, th- I think Ah, oh, I think it probably is that, but it seems unbelievably harsh on Dev. Like, I don't, I, it's just, I, I it's just, just he does everything so well, but it's just not yeah. glamorous. And I think that's why people often ignore how important he is. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he, he had a brilliant Six Nations. Dev was brilliant. Yeah, yeah I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, like, when he's up for a game, like, Dev can have some monster performances. Mm. I remember against, he did a few brilliant ones against New Zealand. Like, in big games, he can really shine. Um, he's got a serious engine on him for a guy who, like, you know, he's not great in the weight room. He's just so, obviously so tall and everything. It's hard for him to be great there, but like really fit. Like when he's on form and he's humming and he's got beautiful hands. I mean, you see that in the lineup, but actually he's a great link man around the pitch. Like he's lovely, soft hands. Now all three of them do. Um, you know, I think Leinster are really, you know, fairly, you know, riches there in that, in that department you know even Ross Maloney's a lovely player I think you know so I think like they're going to be fine there and actually it's the toughest place to compete with Saracens when Cruz and, and Itoja are fit and actually I think Leinster are probably best suited in the competition to, to compete well, with them there it's, it's interesting you mentioned Cruz and Itoja because I was going to ask you guys what your opinion kind of is about the narrative that you know the, their lines have played so much more minutes than the Irish lines and it does seem to be showing that they might be a little too tired uh, at this stage of the season I saw an interesting like kind of survey or study was produced in English rugby there yesterday where it said that uh, the training injuries yeah like 36% yeah. of injuries suffered by English players happen in training like and mm. there is a narrative there that Eddie Jones is kind of flogging them massively so do you, do you buy into that Keane like do you think that their players are significantly more tired at this stage of the season more kind of beaten up or, or susceptible to injuries well, I thought they were I mean I was over in Twickenham and like I was really surprised at how poor they were like they were just losing the collisions now granted Ireland were outstanding but I mean you talk about James Ryan going up against Atoje for the first time like he just got the better of him I mean the tone was set from the kickoff when 
Johnny Sexton kicked it off and Toje catches it. James Ryan nails him and drives him back. It was does so many little things and I thought we'd get a reaction, but we didn't get that reaction. And it is easy to point to, but I don't think the stats lie. Like their minutes are crazy and it kind of goes back to our earlier point about the guys going away on a holiday. Like Toje played last week and I think we got man of the match in performance and scored a try. So it, I don't think it's as black and white as that, but there is definitely like I mean, the Irish system is clearly working quite well. And I saw a couple of English, I don't know, was there the supporters on Twitter saying, but, oh, but people weren't saying that, you know, when Saracens were winning the double. Uh, t- t- and when England won back to back. Yeah, so, you know, so it, it's it, difficult. Like, it, 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 is it goes in cycles, really, doesn't it? Yeah. And I just think Ireland are just in such a good place. And that but there is something kind of, I don't know if it's I don't know. There's Will. something wrong, though, if you see that list. Of, I, mm-hmm. I know this was maybe two or three months ago, the Times did it. And like the, the, the Irish player who played the most minutes was Henderson, and it, it was like half what pretty much all the English lines had played. Like, there's just something not right there. I yeah. know there are different systems, obviously, and yeah. one is managed, uh, you know, centrally, but it, uh, this is something that's not right with that, in my there, opinion. Yeah, yeah, look, it, uh, I think that's probably... Uh, yeah, I, I can. I, I think there's maybe something there. Um, but as Keane pointed out, like, they've been on an incredible run, and they've been playing the same amount of minutes. You know, uh, maybe possibly not after Lions, um, mm. a Lions tour, and a lot of England's key guys were on that Lions tour. Um... But it's it's difficult. It's difficult to quantify. Like I think, like from from what I gather, they were trying some unusual stuff in terms of you know committing numbers to rooks. They had, you know, they they had been completely dominant in the pack, um, and that was based for me off a lot of easy go forward ball off guys like Billy Bunapola. But committing the right numbers to rook, they decided they were going to use try and use one less guy in the rooks to get an advantage. That's a big risk to take because if you don't get momentum, you don't get quick ball because you're one one number down. And that Scotland. Like absolutely did a job on them at, at, at rook time. France made it really difficult for them as well. And France are big guys. You don't always get momentum in the tight. And without Billy Vunipolo, they looked like a very different team to me. They didn't get any any easy go for ball. Um, I think like you could probably put a lot of what England did wrong down to that. It looks like they tried to change something there fundamentally. In and and from talking to um, you know contact just very very close to the camp over there, he was saying they were trying to put one guy in in each rook. Like but but as because they, they were obviously trying to figure out a, a way of, of getting numbers up more often on the pitch because they were playing Farrell and Ford. They know they can get it to places where they were gonna, it was going to be difficult to stop them, you know, because they have good wide guys as well. But they're basing it off last season where they're getting momentum in the tight, but all of a sudden you take a number out and you're, you don't get that. Ball is slow. Then you've got, you know, Ford and Farrell. Farrell has to take a ball in. He's not a first centre, really. Like, he's a, he's a brilliant 10 for me. Um, so I think there's probably, it's, there's more than just the minutes, Will. Um... But I will say that I do think that, you know, especially in a Lions season, we only get this once every four years. Like, there could be something there. And maybe they have to address that and say, listen, lads, look, I know you, you know, if, if you don't want to go to a central system, which might be, it might be too far gone to oh, come yeah, back from could, that. Yeah, it might be too far gone to come back from that, Will. And I think off the back, say, listen, lads, can you work with us here? Like, I know you're under pressure. You need to produce results. You, they mightn't be, you might be able to get relegated from the club scene now over in the UK, from what I, from what I gather. Um, so in that case, then, you know, you don't. You could probably, after alliance, sort of say, "Listen, Maro Toje, you know, George, or whoever, whoever, like, uh, and you know, uh, Owen Farrell, you lads, now first three, four games, go to Dubai, go to Dubai, get yourself some sun, go on the, uh, eat some good food, and the lads can recommend the some sea. good places. But you know, like, do so, there is scope for that. Like, I think there has to be dialogue there because I think it does look wrong. Um, but uh, what I would say is I think there's more wrong than just the minutes. And I think there's more wrong than just the training. Like, those figures come out. Like, I don't know how many guys got injured in training for England. Like, that would be more interesting. That would probably be more reflective of 
like we we get a better picture of if there was something going wrong there and if there were there was you know they were overtraining them in, in England camp um, and that would be my view on it I think there's more wrong than just the minutes looking at so can you say Saracens do upset Leinster at the weekend what, what would that look like do you think like what areas of concern either for Leinster or what areas do you think Saracens could exploit I think I think they're going to have a similar problem to what England have in that Billy Vunapola is just such an important. Yeah. He's so important to what they do, and you know, look, it's probably going to be Jackson Ray will probably be playing, just not the same type of player, and it's obviously hard to to, to follow that. Um, th- th- like they're they're dangerous all over, but I I just think it, the, the what happened in Twickenham is going to filter into this because there's so many similar players playing for. Leinster and Saracens. Um, I mean, we've already mentioned that front row. I just, I just don't see the Saracens front row getting parity against the likes of Furlong and Healy with McGrath to come off the bench and Porter. Um, you look at the second row, Toje going up against James Ryan and Fardy. Like you wouldn't really have much concerns. Mm. Dan Levy was arguably the best open side in the Six Nations. So I mean, as you go through it, I, I. I'm not quite sure where the threats are. There obviously are threats and they're obvious, but I don't think it's anything that Leinster won't be able to cope with. They should go with a Farrell, Alex Lazowski, 10-12. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I think Lazowski's a super player. Like That's the Leinster man in you, is it? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, like, it's... Like Barrett and Bosch, like they're, they're very their time is gone. Oh, that's not no. Barrett's a lovely footballer. Honestly, he doesn't get enough credit for me. He's a he's an excellent. But you picked him ahead of Gordon Darcy and a combined Lancer Saracens. But I I thought he like he was he's a huge part of what makes them tick for me. Honestly, seriously, like I, I really really rate Barrett. I played against him once or twice. He's a lovely footballer, great tackler, very very smart. And I think, um, yeah, look. I, I like him. I like Bosch. Bosch Are they quite good. similar? Do you, like, I mean, I don't think Bosch is similar. I think Bosch is quite silky. I like Bosch. Yeah. I think he's a good player. Nice kicking game as well. Um, lovely handling ability. He's a good player. I like Bosch a lot. He's tough. He's hardy as well. So um, I, I think that that's a really good matchup. Those three. I think they'll probably look at Issa in in twelve. I would think. Um, we won't know until they pick the team. But that'll be my guess. Uh, with, with Robbie being out, they'll need. Yeah, you want a big leader in twelve. Mm. Like, I mean. That's such an. It's kind of your. I, I think it's actually nearly your fulcrum. I think if you have a nice 10, 9, 10, 12, uh, 13, like, I mean, you're so hard to break down. Like, what, a player, what, a, what a player to have to, you know, at, like any, any position. Just a special yeah, player, isn't he? You'll play 12 And this he's hardy book. Like, he is. He absolutely, like, yeah. burying guys in tackle. He'll yeah. be well able to to get in there and mix it up. And he runs a good show. I'd say Johnny likes playing with him. He's yeah. got, like, he's a really good communicator, nice and calm, always looks like he's timing the ball. Uh, we'll know all his stuff we'll deliver on the big occasion so like it's 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 a really good matchup I think it's the most exciting one of the weekend I, I, for me personally I think Saracens look like they might be coming into a bit of form that's the talk over there um, and I think it makes for a nice one I think Lens are you know, missing a few key guys and I think that kind of brings them closer together it's a close match like yeah, I want to move on to Munster but one quick question about the back row and back three for Lancer would be um, I would have thought uh, well it depends on Jack Conan yeah. obviously I mean if he's fit I think you'd probably start him mm-hmm. with Shawnee to come off the bench um, six would you play depending like sure Lancaster came out this week and said that Reese Ruddock is breaking all these records in training like if, if that's the case then would you have him six and Levy seven he was our player of the season before he uh, oh, yeah. before he was injured which is easy um, to forget now because so much has happened and but he's he was got a weird engine Mm. He has got. He is so fit for a big guy. Like he is just a freak of an athlete. Uh, Reese Ruddock is. So um, you could put him back in. And Shawnee's kind of the same. Like Shawnee's a guy. Like he's not on the same spectrum as Reese in terms of like physical prowess and like. But like oh, he just is naturally 
he's just got that mm. I always call it man strength you know like mm. he's one of those guys so if he's fit enough to run around he'll be right Shawnee like if he can last the pace but like he might he might need to last the pace he might only need to last 55 minutes and then you say like he's a guy you want there he's a great talker Shawnee's a super talker like he's such a smart rugby player just does like you see him bashing into guys but it's because he's in good positions it's because he's ball transfer in two hands he throws the dummy he can carry off you know both hands he can bump off both like he's just a special player I think you know if he's fit you might start him he's that good now where where like I think Dan Levy's nailed on. I think we're all in agreement on that, definitely. But like you have some decisions to make if the two guys are fit. They're, they're, um, they're and, good, I'm sorry, if the three guys are fit. They're good headaches to have. You know, and we've forgotten Jordy Murphy. Jordy, Jordy yeah. Murphy was brilliant yeah. during Six Nations. So like I think Leinster will be fine in that respect. It's just whether it's just who they pick. I think there is better combinations if I was picking it. Um, I don't, did you finish picking yours, Kino? Well, I, if I would have went, if Ruddock is as fit as they say, I would have went Ruddock, Levy, and Jack Conan with Sean to come off the bench. Sean oh, interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I quickly. think I, I, yeah, quickly. I'll be quick. I think Conan if he's fit. Uh, if not, they'll pick Shawnee at eight, and then I'll go Reese if he's fit. Um, if not, Jordy, and then Dan Levy definitely. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the Munster match, and speaking of fitness, you know, the Munster are missing Keith Earls, Chris Farrell, Jack O'Tally, Tyler Blaynock, Chris Cleode, Tommy O'Donnell, Zebo and Conway are 50 50. That's, that's a very hefty injury list. So, like, working off that Zebo and Conway will hopefully be in there. It's still a fairly daunting prospect, given that Toulon are coming into form with Bastro, you know, back mm. to his talismanic best. Like, he's confident enough that he was calling out the owner after the Clermont game, saying, if we're taking friendly fire, like, that's absolutely stupid, like, from our own owner. So they're coming in good form. Like, how do you see this game? Well, I think we were just talking about the options that Leinster have, even if they have the injuries in the back row. Like, Munster just don't have that same luxury. Um, I think the only recognised seven they have left is Connor Oliver. It would be a huge ask. To, like, I, I've been impressed from the bits and pieces I've seen, same. but I think it would be a huge ask. So I think then they're going to be forced to look at Jack O'Donoghue, Robin Copeland, or Dave O'Callaghan. Who, none of them are out and out sevens, you know. So like, it's a big ask and... I think Chris Kalida was playing so well for Munster. I know we talked mm. about him, and then Tommy O'Don- he got injured, and Tommy O'Donnell comes back, and that guy's just not having any luck whatsoever. Yeah, like, really got a, got a yeah. feel for him. Like, um, then yeah, you mentioned Zebo and Conway. I think Zebo will be fine. I think he trained. I think Conway is more of a concern. Um, and like, they have options, but like again, they're very inexperienced. Like, you're looking at your Alex Wooten, Calvin Nash. Like, mm. it's sweetening it. Sweetnam's fit, but Sweetnam has kind of fallen off the radar a bit, surprisingly. Like, I mean, he's he really hasn't sort of kicked on to, I think, where Munster thought he was, and he's been not really around the Ireland setup either. Um, Wooten has... One cert- gets the other, I suppose, though. Yeah, yeah so Wooten, it's Wooten has yeah. certainly overtaken him. Calvin Nash has been playing in the last mm. couple of weeks. But, um, th- like, they have options, but they're just not the same options that Leinster have, even with the injuries. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, I think Zebo and Conway are, are, have become really, really mm. important to that oh, if team. They, if they're out. I mean, if Earlsie's out, we, where's Scandal, your... We're a big fans of Scandal in the left wing because we've talked about him a lot. But yeah. he has become the glue in that midfield. It's all, like he's, he's almost like the Bundy Aki. He's a nice the, footballer. The, yeah, I like him. So he's Scandal and Arnold. Yeah, I like Arnold. You like Arnold. Yeah. I think he's a yeah, he's yeah. very physical. Bastro and Fekatoa, Bastro and Nanu, depending on which way. Yeah, I think that, and I, I played think against okay, those two yeah. guys together. It's it, it is a mindset. It is like you just have to be like Nanu is obviously the polished one. Like he he's just a lovely, lovely footballer, mm. and he's got beautiful hands. It's like he just he's a lovely link player. Uh, doesn't get enough credit for it. He'll only go once or twice a game. Um, but it's because he's bought himself time and space because his passing game is so good. He's got a nice kicking game, but they're actually not as hard to tackle as you think. Um, have you, you ever can, tackled either of them? I ha- yeah, a good few times. Um, if you actually type in Luke Fitzgerald on YouTube, there's a video of you sidestepping uh, 
Was it not new two years ago? Was there? Yeah, like it, it, they're actually not as and and if you have good footwork, you can get yourself a good position. The thing is to like you have to fight really hard if you get in the if you get in the ground anywhere near Bastro, he is a nightmare. He's just one of the best poachers in the game. Um, obviously the the, the size and shape helps him a yeah. bit, but th- there are a few things like you just need to be wary of that with him. I actually think you can use his size against him. It, it, What's it in, like having Bastro run at you? It looks like it's actually one of the not as hard. In rugby. It's actually not as uncomfortable as you think. I actually thought he was quite cushiony. It was quite nice actually. <laughs> He's hard to get his. Why he is. bounced me once in the two games that we played them and when I was playing the centre because he bounced me once but that's because I, I went down too low on him he's actually a guy you look at Johnny Sexton handles him really really well and I think well, Munster should be looking balance. at that but you just like Johnny's a big guy but you have to if you can get in hang on you can turn him over quite a bit you can turn him over he's there to be turned over if you can hold him up you just need numbers in there quickly problem is if he gets an awful away but I think it's worth taking the risk I, if I He's not a guy. If you go low and you 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 don't drive in, you don't get a good position, and you, you're not able to chase your feet into the tackle. When I say chase your feet, you need to be in a position where you're still able to power through on your feet. If you can't do that with him, it's your body weight on his body weight, and he uses his body well. He gets his upper body in the way. So you don't always get a, a grab on a leg, or whatever. He's a guy you need to do that with. You need to make sure you're still on your feet. If you go off your feet, unless it's a side-on tackle when you're you get below his upper body, you're in big big trouble. So. There's a few technique things that I think the guys, the front three as well, you can't give them that easy go forward in there. And you can get a few turnovers from We got a good few turnovers from in the few games because we were able to hold them up. Another thing for Toulon is they probably have the form wing in the Northern Hemisphere, in my opinion. Chris Ashton, he's, I think he's tied the record for tries. And he was taken over 20 minutes yeah. to go. Yeah. And, he, he was play, he and played, I tipped him for the Lions last year, and I said he should have gone for the record as he, well. He played, he played full back last week, which was... Mm. Which he's was, played a bit of full back for them. quite yeah. interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose we've, we've been down this road. I was writing about this today with Munster so many times, you know backs against the wall injuries big mm. French team coming to Thoman Park and they do always pull it out of the bag I think they're going to be stretched to the limit this week in terms of injuries and even if the guys are fit how fit are they like I said I think Scannell is crucial to that because they have a huge issue at 12 if he's injured because you're looking at like someone like Dan Goggin or will JJ Hanneran play there I like JJ he's a good player but he's gonna, like, is, is he the same as Scanlon he's physically he'll struggle it's square pegs, pegs and round holes kind of like playing one of the yeah. lads at seven you know and it's just not what you want to be doing against yeah. like you said a, a Toulon team who look like they found their mojo again but mm-hmm. yeah Tom Park factor will, you'd hope would play a part now that's some sort of a leveller against a team coming in form because Toulon wouldn't be the first team to come with a big reputation at Tom Park and not play very well tough no, place to go yeah like it, 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 it's, it's almost like a cliche but it's not because it plays a huge role well, we were talking about earlier they've lost 5 and 75 they've lost like I mean it's fairly itself, pretty impressive like, yeah. like I think like as much as we like exactly as, as Keane's saying like I still think I still think they're going to be favourites for that game. Well, they, they are. are. They're four-point favourites. I think yeah. by kick-off, that'll probably be two points. The team selection point. is huge, isn't it? Yeah. Like, with yeah. how many Who's these guys, available? yeah, they get and back. A, and a big thing for me is if, if, if Toulon start Belia, they have a much better chance. Like, Chan Duke has been playing awful this season. I've seen him caught, like... in. Certainly in the Champions Cup, away to Scarlett, he was used He's cost yeah. you a few quid with it. Away. Well, he almost did again. Actually, he saved me a few as well. He saved me a I few as well. Like, I can tell, Keane. I can tell. I've seen days. him kick penalties out dead in like real crucial games this season. I've seen him miss kicks like on front of the post as well this season. I just don't think he is the right time for them at the moment. And Belia, I think, is a real good young upcoming young player now it would be a bit of a test for him at Tom Park but if they pick Tranduke I think Munster have a much better chance of I always like Tranduke but then I, I this I, season I, but shy. yeah but he I can see the frustrating side to him as well um, I think I like I like your man Belly as well I think he's he's a guy who he's a lovely handler of the ball as mm. well uh, like he's very good off the tee you know um, 
Yeah. Well, except he did basically save Ireland's Grand Slam by missing that sitter. I know, course. but he's genuinely good for Toulon. Like, I think they're far more... Like, you look at... Like, they're far more pressurised kicks internationally. Mm. They are... Like, I just think... You even look at Johnny Sexton, his his stats were... Like, when he, like compared to Lens, big games for Leinster, like, it's t- way tougher to, to kick the one, the goals internationally for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, it is... I think they're, like, they, they have a few selections. Like, I mean, they're just, a, they're just a handful. If you don't give them momentum in the early phases... Um, you can control them if you don't they're hard to control and they've got good footballers you know um, and they're big big men you're two sobers and these guys like they're a nightmare <coughs> if you give them front football to, to deal with you need to be like the thing is as well they're the kind of team that you need to make sure that like you have you need sometimes you're going to need two guys in a tackle like that's you're going to so you are going to be scrambling at times but you just need to make sure you slow that ball down you just need to slow the ball down and you can't give them, I think close to the line, they're a nightmare, the weight in the pack. Like we felt the weight in the pack, I think, over those two ones. Now, Leinster wouldn't be as troubled by them now. Actually, I don't think they would be troubled by them now, to be honest, um, in terms of the pack. But that was where Leinster at the time, I felt in the two games, they, I think they, they just squeezed us in the mall. They were so heavy and big, you know what I mean? And that's, you, if you give them momentum, if you give them easy field position with ball in hand, like, as in, like you know, set piece and stuff, they'll pile on the pressure. They're difficult to contain then. But if you don't, I think you can run the, like there's. There, I don't know if they're the fittest guys. Yeah, a good start is crucial, isn't it? I mean, because yeah. we've seen it so many times before. Especially that's when the Tom and fact, Tom and Park factor will kick in. Yeah. Their heads will drop. You know, and Munster will be able to kick into gear, probably play the territory. But I think a good start is absolutely crucial. Mm. And they play a few odd guys. I mean, who's the guy? They have the rugby league convert. He's a Rodawara. Uh, he is. I mean, I watched him play in league. Like he is. He's an absolute handful. Will they play him at all? Will yeah? Will looks him like the he wing? might play in the wing. Yeah. Yeah, they played him in the centre a bit this year. I've seen a few. A few of the games I've watched. Like he's a lovely player. Like loose, but like just, he's an absolute handful to try and get your hands. But around. like when you look at Toulon's form line coming into this game, they lost away to Bath. They lost away to the Scarlets. They were lucky to be both of those teams at home, and they. Only got a last second Scarlet's penalty just to beat Treviso. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying Toulon yeah. could have lost three, four pool games. You but know? they're there, but they're there. They're, yeah, that's they are the, there. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, and you, you always worry about teams, and that's why you worry about Saracens a bit. Like, you know, there is better rugby in them. You do know that. Like, I don't know much about Galtier as a coach, but he was very highly thought of in circles, and they say he's the best French coach out there. You know, um, in terms of the technicals, mm-hmm. I know Elisal apparently is, is 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 the up and comer, but um, and Bonaire is unproven, but. Um, I, I, for me I think like Galtier is fairly solid like I think he'll be able to build them up quite well and Montpellier come across and like I think you know I think he'll be he'll he'll understand the Tom and Park thing better better than other coaches so I would expect him to be able to, to express that to them and say listen lads like you're in for an absolute war there like that's what mm. Tom and Park is and on the last two quarterfinals Keane Claremont Rassing and Scalas La Rochelle what thoughts there uh, like yeah. Claremont just quickly they've lost since the Saracens back to back when they stuffed them twice and they looked like top of the world they've lost 8 out of 12 games a 58-6 loss to Racing a 49-0 loss to Toulon and the worrying thing about that Toulon loss was they didn't score a try well they were more or less full strength as well Mm. you had Fofana back you had Damien Pennell back you had Camille Lopez back off the bench you had Morgan Parra back they had Scott Spedding David Mm. Straddle but these guys what about the pack? Atoria was playing, Fritz Lee wasn't playing, and they were missing Shoot, a few Fritz Lee's, yeah, the pack is the key. Like. Yeah. You'd wonder are they putting all their eggs in, in into Europe. Mm. I know all those guys played last week, but um yeah, like Scarlets are definitely one of the, the sort of surprise packages, aren't they? Bloody great to like, watch. I like watching and, and I think they're getting La Rochelle a good time as well, you know, like they've they've gone down a bit in the top fourteen, yeah. they finished poorly in their pool too. I think they'll beat them easy. 
You think they'll beat them oh, easy? I think they'll beat them easy, yeah. yeah. I think they'll beat them easy. I think they'll win. I don't think they'll beat them easy. I think they'll beat them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, like, I don't want to go down a cliche, but like, it depends what La Rochelle team turns up, but it really does, because when they turn it on, like against Ulster, they were incredible. <laughs> some players. Oh, my oh God. God. But then in the return game in Raven Hill, they were very poor. That's what Jason I mean. Eaton is like as well. He's Victor class. Vito's probably been the best player to watch in in the tournament like he's just so special player yeah. I like Jason Eaton he's so quick as well I know he's probably quicker when he was younger mm. but geez, he's like they have a nice blend in that pack and the it, front row boys well, are big it, like. it's funny from a monster perspective you're talking about all the guys they're missing and a few big guys in the pack and then they can look across and see like Ty Byrne probably playing an unbelievable game on Friday it's yeah. like if only we could have gotten him halfway through uh, the season in fairness like what a player Like he's, I think he's probably been the best player in the Pro 14 this year Well, like I think his he, stats he's nominated are, for European player of the year mm. and, and like did you, see him? did you see him in that too long game yeah, I think he about was, three or four crucial I think himself and Ken Owens have been unbelievable every time I watch uh, Scarlet's play those two guys are just incredible footballers you know and Ken Owens is a guy who wasn't really that like for whatever reason don't ask me why every time I played against the guy he's, a br- he's, he's honestly he's class runs great lines great tackler but even on the Lions story he wasn't really kind of talked about that much they were kind of like mm-hmm. well like he, that guy for me is an absolute outstanding footballer and he's been brilliant for the Scarlet so There'll be a handful. Scars have been an absolute handful, and I think they like is Samson Lee available for that? Like that'll be kind of key. Like you need they, they need a good front row against that that La Rochelle front row. Um, who they got? They got is it Slimani and Tighthead? Is it who's oh, the? Oh, Slimani plays Claremont. No, who's the Tighthead for La Rochelle? He's a huge man. Um, ah, his name's escaped me. But they're they're good there as well. Like La Rochelle are fairly good around the place, and then they have your man, uh, the Botica. Yeah, Levani Botica. Oh, like yeah. he is just a nightmare. A so it's a great game. Yeah. It's a great like, but but like as Scarlets, I mean Scarlets are a very difficult team to play against away I'm on they put in some good ones like that that performance away to Bath that's a difficult place to go mm. like they're outstanding that day played great rugby as well like it'd be, that'll be that could be the pick of the game well I'll finish off with our predictions with first key I know you were down in Galway today you know getting the flavour of the city ahead of the champ, the Challenge Cup quarter final um, you know it, it, it is a big game for them like their Pro 12 season or Pro 14 season let's be frank has, has been very disappointing I think I heard Kieran Keane saying that there's They've had some sickening defeats. Like, there's been a lot of really close games where they kind of shot themselves in the foot. But this is at least a chance to, well, one, to get back in the Champions Cup, but even just to make a mark this season. Yeah, this is their season. I mean, it, we, we, he, Kieran Keane said it today, you know, they have important games coming up, but this is the one. Um, they've saved their best rugby for the Challenge Cup. And, you know, almost that they drew against Worcester in the pool, in the pool stages when they really should have won. And that almost might cost them later on because I, I think, well, I'm pretty sure if they win, against Gloucester they're going to be away in the semi-final um, I think they'll fancy themselves against Gloucester you know you kind of just feel like they're due a big performance uh, Bundy Aki coming back he's just just huge Like you know, he was up for media today in chatting and there's a, there's a positive vibe around the place you know and you'd kind of go down there expecting it to be a bit you know disappointed like and stuff but um, especially after losing last week again but um, no I, like I got the impression that they're they're expecting a performance this weekend and I think the supporters will be as well and as I said they've saved their best rugby for the Challenge Cup and that's yeah. their best route back to the Champions Cup so fingers crossed they get done they've been good they've been good there and they've like they've quality and they'll, they'll, like lots of the team have won something like they know what it takes yeah. to win um, so they'll be tough that's and they have been really disappointing good. though because they, like, the results like, you look through the team sheet it's still like a, an exciting team sheet with a lot of good players really, really that's why I, I've been particularly disappointed when I've seen them play they have kind of thrown away a lot of games it's weird like I mean even the one against Leinster like it was Bloody tie! Yeah. It was a real. It was a like they were well in the mm-hmm. game. Played some lovely rugby, um, and they're capable of that. Um, so I think they're well able to win that one. Uh, and I and I actually they actually are reasonable favourites considering Gloucester are in the bad side. You know, I they're... think I think they'll win that one. 
Mm. I do. I think they'll win that. I think, like you said, Bunya Key back from them is key. You know, he's such a nightmare to deal with. Nice big guy, strong, full of energy, very fit. He's a nice handler of the ball as well. Um, they got a good pack. Like they do have a good pack. Like Alton Delan is Alton Delan back. Yeah, he's back. Um, yeah. Like he's a really. I think he's a really good player. Like he, we haven't really spoken about him because I think look, James Ryan has just been outstanding, and that's probably why that is. We've Henderson obviously as well outstanding. So. But he's a really good player, you know, they've, and they've turned, you know, Turner Hannon's a lovely footballer, you know, um, you know Healy as well on the wing. Like, they're, they're, they've lots of guys who are really, really good footballers across the team, good finishers. Like, they're a handful when they get going. If you said, if, if, the, if the vibe is good, if yeah. they're in the right mindset, they can definitely turn them over. I, th- I think their their starting fifteen is strong. It's probably mm. the depth and the options yeah, that they get. Yeah, That's yeah, probably yeah, where they're yeah, lacking. Yeah. And they've already made a couple of exciting signings for next season. So I think they are moving in the right direction. And like I I don't know if you can like understate how like how crucial it might be for Bundyaki and Kieran Marmion coming back and, and Quinn Rue, you know, there's only three guys in Leinster. Yeah, there's Quinn there's Rue, there's, player, there's yeah. a ton of them coming back into Leinster, mm. a few in Munster, but these guys really feel like they represent the West of Ireland and you'd wonder how much the other players will, f- will feed off that, them coming in and maybe it's mm. the perfect time for them to come back, you know, for yeah. a big performance this weekend. Okay, time for predictions for the four quarterfinals. We'll start with Leinster Saracens, Luke. Um, Leinster Saracens, Leinster. Keen? Leinster, just. Yeah, I'm going to go with Leinster as well. Mm. So, Munster to Lon. Munster. I would love to see the team before I nail my colours. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we can. Yeah. Uh, like I think the stats, like for me, I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I will I would go Munster. I'd say it's like seventy and seventy-five. Like they're bloody hard to beat. Yeah. Down there. No, I'd go Munster. Yeah. I actually tipped like against Munster. I think in pretty much every pool game <laughs> they played this season. I I'm not an anti-Munster. I just for some, I just when I look at the team sheet, sometimes I get maybe a bit too swayed. I forget the town park factor. Having said that, I'm still going to tip too long to win this. Fair game. enough. I like think. Look, I can see. I can see both sides to that. Yeah. Um, when you look at Toulon's team sheet, like. It's Man, hard to back against them all the time you know what I mean and they've come off a thump and win um, and Bastro is just he's rejuvenated the last couple of weeks look, he is look, and he was good he's been good away from home for France he was good in uh, Millennium I thought he was good um, you know a, a few times in big games for them and I think as well Ashton is a guy who's a, a complete handful he's a complete handful and like this uh, would be one of the great Munster wins, not because he of the won't opposition be faced by much, Tolman, though. just because Ashton of how depleted Munster are as well. You know, yeah, like Ashton's a guy who won't be faced by by Tolman. Like there are a few guys who are big game no, players. Girado back for them is quite big. I think he's he's touch and go, and I think he's actually quite big for them. He was uh, awesome in the Six Nations. Oh, he's been he's an unbelievable yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, really top quality, and like he is big. Think he think he's touch and go. So that's if they get him back, I can yeah. Look, it'll be and Scandal's a guy I have a lot of time for, but that he'll be he'll have his work cut out against Girado. Scarlet's that Rochelle? I'm going to go with Scarlet's. Yeah. You I, said they hammered them a few minutes ago. So. I said they beat them well. Yeah, I think they might beat them by 10 points. Yeah, yeah I'll go Scarlet's just. Slavershell, like you said, have been flaky. Mm. Like, when, when Scarlet's turn it on, they're seriously good, as we saw in the Pro 12 mm. last year. Yeah, I'm going to go Scarlet's as well. And then the Claremont Lens, or, Lower, or Claremont Racing, sorry. Claremont Racing. Um, who's home? Claremont, they're at home. Claremont, Claremont home. home. Of course, yeah. they romped home. Sorry, yeah, they were good, weren't they? Um... I'm going to go with Claremont. Never back a French team, you know, who are at home. Never back against them, especially against another French team. Yeah, maybe just uh, we speak about the Tom Park factor, but the Stade Michelin is it's a pretty Sad tough place yeah. to go as well. So maybe just Claremont. I think that one is tough to call. And as they'll well. probably be the first team to ever win a Champions Cup quarter final a week after losing forty nine nil in the league. <laughs> well, yeah, but not, if, if, if you're nice if Racing won, we'd, we'd have done a Caroin in you know in the semi final in Tyburn and the other side like so. Yeah, we'd have Irish representation yeah. across. Yeah, well, look, I think, like, look, they're, they're good matches. They're, it's really, really, it's the first time now in a while where I was saying, like, we've had real, we've got some real contenders. I know last year Leinster were, 
I still think Saracens would have beaten Leinster, even though I thought last year Leinster best equipped to give them a good, really good go. Um, but this year I feel like like Leinster for me looked like the best team in the competition, and I just don't like counting. Like, like I think Munster seem to just they, they just grind it out in this competition. Mm. So they, I think I think we're looking good, and we've got lots of representation across. So hopefully, all our guys get through. And last thing, Challenge Cup quarter final prediction. I won't go through all four. Just the yeah, Connacht versus Gloucester. Um, I think Connacht win. I think I'm going to go with Keane's. Keane usually has a good sense of, of our uh, Challenge he, Cup expert. We just had, we just had no. We just, you, you had your finger on the pulse. You know, um, usually you, you think the vibe is good. Mm. Um, they have a lot of guys returning. Well, I forgot Quinn Rue, um, big guy, big player, uh, alongside Alton Delan. That's your engine room. Um, and I think that you know Marmion coming back is a real. He's he's very good for them. So they'd be tough to beat. Um, and I think Bunya Key is is really key for them. So I'd say they could be going really. They could. Yeah, I'm going to go with Connacht. Sorry, in long winded way, but long Connacht. I think yeah. Yeah, Connacht. I mean, like, like I said, this is their season. Um, they haven't had a big performance in a while. They're due, and I think it will be this week, and they'll get the job done. And I agree with that, Keane. Thanks so much for coming in. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Keane. That's all we have time for this week on the Left Wing. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast to review all the Champions Cup action. In the meantime, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you very much and goodbye. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald.